Sippers, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to whoa, this Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Hey, hey. That's not the right introduction, my man. Okay, good morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just remember which one this was. Look, I'm joined by... I'm trying to describe what's what's going on here. I'm looking at the artist formerly known as Aaron Butler, who will be mm-hmm. known to the Boytown citizens. We just did a Patreon episode this week. And then mm-hmm. um, you're a wee bit like, uh, well, no Boytown listeners will get this reference, but you, you're a bit like Oleg on her Solskjaer in his playing days. Mm-hmm. You know, you you came in as a substitute during the week and you've, you've started a Champions League game, basically. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm all good with that, okay? I know what the people like. I know what the boy town people want, and they want the big guy on the main podcast with his two mates, Douglas. Yeah, Yeah, what they've got is um, you look look like a lifeguard in an old people's home that don't have a swimming pool. (laughs) They've just overfilled their IV bags. I'm like, whoa, hey. (laughs) Not today, Cecil. Oh, no. uh, yeah. You know, where did you where did you get that best? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anyone who has just a plain white vest, but I like it. It's uh No, it's not it's got I do it. You probably can't pick it up on the HD camera or anything. It's got like little ribs in it and it is slightly off white. It's more of like a, a charcoal or whatever, but mm, look, like it's just cuz Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. exact. It's like a beige, like a cum beige, but it's more so ta- it's cuz I'm So you typed dude. in the ASOS. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thought it was ASOS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've got a virtual background of um, the the film of the Boytown universe behind the candelabra. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really, really enjoyed that. I enjoyed it a lot. Also, you don't have the... So you and I, we talked about this on the Patreon Boytown podcast, which if you want to check it out, it's boytown.com. No, it's not. It's boytown.com <laughs> slash Patreon. Hey, how much do I not know things? <laughs> Yeah. it's patreon.com slash boytown podcast but we talked about the fact that you and i have new looks oh yeah we're we're just re reimagining redefining we're we're setting new trends in the quarantine for everyone else to follow but you have um so when whenever we did the patreon podcast you you were like your hair was almost like font it was up yeah font yeah it was up and back but mm-hmm. you've gone like down at the front now like you kind of you look like you would go out with one of Joe Exotic's husbands. Like you're not one of the husbands, but you'd be like the side guy of one of the husbands. Like, yeah. like you, you look like you do work experience at the park. Yeah, I clean the shit out of the crocodile cages and I'm happy for it. <laughs> and there's no crocodiles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm delighted. I'm truly delighted. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm going gray. Mm. Oh, really? Have you discovered? Yeah, well, no, I've known for a while. Um, Where's it like, at mainly? Uh, I've got like three either side, just at the, just just above the ears. So um, uh, I've got a few. Here, here's the my dilemma. I still w- could get cast. Like, say they were making the in betweeners. Now I could mm-hmm. play one of the. You probably could as well. Like, we could play some of the boys, and Papa yeah. Bear could play one of the teachers, right? But, <laughs> oh yeah. But if I start to like go grey at the side. That's so niche. Like, what roles am I going to be able to play? I look like I look like a I look like a gray and seventeen year old. What, be, what roles will I get? So you'll look like David Mead. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll be able to play David Mead in his life story movie in his biopic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're not. You're, you're pretty limited in terms of. Uh, I mean, you've always got dye and stuff, so you're not too bad if it does. You know, get a wee bit too white on the you side there. Like, what do you mean, like as a way out? <laughs> no, as like that's a bit extreme. As like, I just noticed a few greys. Fucking tell me, tell me to top myself. No, you can always, uh, always just let your I'll life my head go, off, man. Don't worry. Um, yeah, the, cut my head off. Yeah, here I was. Uh, I think we should talk about your uh, your dip into the cooking world yesterday. First of all. Oh. I'm going to say this. Yes, yes, we should, right? I didn't know if you go on someone else's Instagram live mm-hmm. that your friends and followers can. Oh, yeah. By the way, friends and followers, I don't know why I said that. That's the way funerals are going, though, isn't it? 
yeah. friends and followers here today <laughs> and everyone doing it on live stream. No, um, so I got asked by um, a woman called Susie who has just won. She's from Northern Ireland. She just won like BBC Cook from Home of the Year, you know, a competition okay. where, where you cook from home. And she's doing these cook-alongs. Now, not normally my thing, cooking or doing like something on like Instagram Live or whatever. But I thought, you know what? It's something a bit different. Um, I've got nothing else going on. Why not do it as, as some, something different? Go out of my comfort zone. So I, I joined the stream and, uh, you know, I'm getting involved. I'm doing a bit of cooking. I'm aware that I'm like, I've not prepared well at the start at all. Then I start to notice this motley crew of people joining the live stream, Butler, Elliot, Tumulty, you know, times two. I'm noticing like, <laughs> I'm noticing boyos that I know getting involved and, and Boytown mm. listeners as well. And mm -hmm. this puts me under so much pressure. <laughs> uh, then I see this rap guy called Aaron Butler go, Maybe you could talk about the way you test meat at a barbecue. Now, we don't need to go over that story again on the podcast because we all know how I do it. Uh, um, yeah, I check. Okay, I check check the temperature of meat on a barbecue with my tongue, the human thermometer, the, the money toad, right? And um, then... <laughs> 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 I got coronavirus. Let me check. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, the anal thermometer. <laughs> I'm not, I'm right, not mate, I, mate, I don't, mate, I think you're burning up. No, mate, I'm dead on. <laughs> imagine, imagine you get a call from the government just being like, Shane, we've ran out of thermometers, but we still need to test people for corona. Can oh, you yeah, bring that? I won't, I won't get it if I'm <laughs> Will you bring that tongue on down to the Royal and get to work? <laughs> There's a queue. Uh, you're all right. Uh, nah, he's good. <laughs> Me just driving past him with a tongue out the window. <laughs> They've got you on like a paintbrush pole and they're just... <laughs> oh, I'd love that. But yeah, the, the, either way. So... Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm making no money at the minute. I'm pretty willing to do that. Oh, okay. 20 pound a person. Yeah, you're you're looking at another guy who's not making an awful. You've been licking guys for money for way from way before lockdown. And look at me. Couldn't look more like a male prostitute whose prices would definitely be reasonable. Man, you should see my shorts. If you hula. Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh, for fuck's sake! You know, hey. you know what's weird? You don't just fit into that image behind you, behind the candelabra. You what image? You <laughs> Hey, fuck up, you two. <laughs> See you. You're fucking... Is that a phone? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I did the, did the live stream <sighs> and I felt... Uh, mm. I started to get really embarrassed during it because I was out of my comfort zone cooking anyway. I wanted, yeah. I wanted to do it well. And then also, you fuckers are writing things in that are making me giggle. So I don't want to look rude while I'm doing the cook-along. Also, can I just say... Susie sent me all these things the day before of like the measurements to get, um, mm -hmm. you know, the exact sort of food that I needed. And I'll be honest, it was about five ingredients. I reply straight away, good to go. <laughs> <laughs> already, already stocked fully uh, from all your panic buying uh, that's, with that's my, everything you needed. No, that's my policy. Instead of being like letting someone know, like, don't worry, I'll go out and get it and all. I, I will straight away just go. If someone's like, are you able to do that? If I'm not able to do that, I go all sorted. But then, and then it gives me time to get sorted. But yeah. at, so we were going live at two o'clock and at one fifty nine, I was running to the fence to oh, get no. one of the things from a neighbor and I got it. And then um, the stuff actually turned out unreal. Although, so we made like dark chocolate bounty balls um, mm -hmm. and genuinely taste brilliant the only thing is um when we were chatting she was like so it should go all the coconut should go dry at this point mine hadn't gone dry and yeah i just held the camera up to my face and i'm like oh that's yeah that's interesting see with my other hand i'm just fucking in so much coconut into a pot like so much of it i thought i was good enough to measure by hand turns out i'm not a scale be way better uh also you are you i'm trying to figure out 
what your what your nickname or title should be for this, but you mm. you analyze things to to such a degree to the point where, and you couldn't wait the fucking the straight the live stream hadn't ended, and you messaged me, hey, it's so good on the live stream you can't edit because she asked me who your culinary heroes were, and I heard comedy heroes, and I yeah. said, you went who's your culinary hero, and I said Richard Pryor. And she, her face was like. (laughs) By the way, she probably thought that was some chef she hadn't heard of. She was like, "I should know that." Yeah, but then she did catch on. She was like, "Oh, he's talking about comedy." And then she was like, "She didn't even correct you because you were going so long." You're like, I started watching him when I was early, and then I watched all his previous specials. You know, he grew up in 1984 in America, and she was just like, "I just have it all wrong." She's like, "And who are your comedy heroes?" Oh, Paul Rankin. Ainsley. <laughs> oh dear. I know so yeah. In real life from Hollywood. Shout out to him. What were you saying? Uh, I was saying it was enjoyable the way I liked it. Like I know I was trolling and stuff, but I genuinely did enjoy it and I thought it was good and it was different. And uh, it does, it, it's mad. Isn't cooking difficult? Like uh, the way like she was yeah. doing it. No, like where you're like, it's something you've never, like it's different whenever it's a dish you know you can cook, but see, it's something you've never did before and it's like bacon and everything's wet and you're like, ah, bollocks. It's because there's so many parts to it, and like you need to get this bit right, or the next bit of it won't work. If that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. That's why, like, you know, all things comedy, like the the podcast yes. comedy network. I love all the shows they do, like comedians cooking and stuff like that, because yeah, you're you're out of your comfort zone, but it's also fun to watch people cook as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I like that stuff too. The uh, the. Tell, tell me this. Here's an interesting question. Do you actually know anybody that has coronavirus? No. I don't. Apart from obviously like reading about footballers that have it or that sort of thing. Mm. But honestly, no. I do know a load of people, friends and family included, who, and I fully believe them, who swear they had it November, October, January kind of time. Like, I do remember even my mom being so sick around Christmas. And it was like, it was way more than like flu, but it was flu-like symptoms. So I, I, I do no reading into all this kind of thing. I don't know what the crack is, but mm. sounds like some people might have had it or, or something similar. But I don't know. No, I don't know anyone, do you? I know not anyone close, like friends, like you or Dave or anything, but I know uh, there's two guys who I have on Facebook who I know just through working things like that. Mm. That um, Same. Had it. Yeah, Same. They, the, and yeah, they recovered and stuff like But it's just weird because the numbers are obviously going down now and it's starting to feel like a wee bit more like you can be a wee bit more like on edge or a wee bit more like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll take like an extra few wee walks out here today or I'll, you know, but you know, know what I mean? Weird. I think it's weird because... There's obviously some, and like there are still people dying. Like I didn't think yeah. like this until, so for the TV Me podcast, I've started interviewing some in, I'm like chipping away at it. I'm doing like an NHS episode, but trying mm-hmm. to make it feel like, you know, I stats and figures and all freak me out. And people that come on say how terrible everything is as much as they mean it. Um, yeah. It freaks me out a bit. So I spoke to like young doctors and nurses and stuff like that. And, um, one, one of the guys made a really good point where he said, even if you hear, even if it was supposed to be like a thousand people dying a day and it's like 10 people, it's still 10 people that are dying, you know? So I think there is an attitude of, oh fuck, it's only like a small amount of people that we thought were going to die are dying. You know, the point is there are still people dying of it. It's just because we're, we're all so insular now. And like, mm. I think a lot of people are doing what I'm doing, not reading news, not looking at news, just because yeah. you want to keep your mood up. I think it's so hard to, to at times go, fuck, people are actually dying of this, you know? You almost yeah, think of it as this like thing that's happening. I think that that's what happens always. I think with big news, stuff like that, you go, oh, it's, it's happening so far away. You know, there's like ignorance to that as well, where you're like, Oh no, it's happened in other countries. I mean, it's not really come here. Well, it has, like, but you just don't really, like, luckily, we don't know people close to yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it's, it is mad. Like, it's weird to even think about. It's just so hard to get your head around. America is so crazy at the minute with it all. See the whole, 
they're they're almost geared up for this like freedom you know at all costs thing and oh. in a situation like this that's that's the worst thing because those people who are like i'm all about my freedoms and my liberty mm. they they can't they 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 make themselves be in this position where they can't just accept we have to stay inside because it's yeah. like now nah, but then we look fucking it's a bit like when people say about the army might <coughs> to come here and fuck who knows still might if there's a second thing you know there was talk of like the army might yeah. need to like be on the streets or helping in oh. morgues mortuaries and stuff like that hmm. you have some people who can't just go fair enough that totally merits it and if it was my family or whatever i'd want them to be helped you get people who are like no fucking no fuck a british army and, all, and it's like yeah, but it, it doesn't apply. It's a totally different situation. You know, it's a, in America, it's mad. Like that whole, we are reopening as soon as possible. And yeah, oh like, yeah. Know, that attitude serves them very well. If you look at the likes of, and I don't know loads about this, but the likes of 9 11, Hurricane Katrina, all that kind of thing, they are very much like fucking, we're just plowing through. We're getting on with this. We're going to, we're going to oh, yeah. screw it, you know? So there is like a, an upside to it, but I just don't think we should be in a rush to reopen stuff. Like obviously the economy is going to take a big hit, but like, mm. let's just, let's just chill for a while longer. We're doing, we're doing, that's the thing as well. with like social distance and all. I feel like across the board, yes, you're going to get fucking dickheads, but mm. we are doing really well. But then if we start relaxing now, mm. all that good social distance was for nothing you know yeah and then we just have to go into lockdown again with it all uh it's uh so the ufc is having its first event this week it's going to be the first sport that'll come back is that like fight island thing happening uh so this will be happening in florida because anything goes in florida and uh they're uh florida just have so the because so like because america like the states govern themselves the every state is like its own country basically so florida has just been like yeah like they've opened up like a bunch of other things like restaurants and cafes and shops and things like that and um so the way so they have the ufc is able to hold an event there in boxing i think as well but i don't think there is any boxing happening do you think it's going to do like record high numbers or or not uh I mean, I don't know about record high, but I think it'll be high because there's no other sport. Yeah. There's no there's no other live sport. You can't watch football. You can't watch basketball. You can't watch. There's literally zero. So people who have been wanting to watch a sport will be like, but how much does a live audience there change the dynamic of everything? Like, I'm obviously yeah. heartbroken. The football's not on. You know, football's such a big playing and watching such a big part of my life always has been. I'm mm. not watching my today and a Saturday and all. It makes yeah, sad, but I don't like the idea of like behind closed doors games. I would, it it just wouldn't it wouldn't feel the same. It's about have watching they, the yeah. atmosphere. Have they ever did a game that hasn't had an audience? Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes so like, there's quite a few clubs in like you know east like there's clubs like around Russia or in countries like Russia, Ukraine who like mm. are into the old racism flat out and they always get told <laughs> by FIFA. They're like, you're not allowed to crowd at your next game. So they don't get the money for tickets. And you do see them like quite a lot in like the Eastern Bloc type countries. But, um, right. but there's always a couple of fellas who sneak in like, and the, but there's never been like a premier league game that's had it. Not that I can remember. No. See, that'll be a strange thing. If you ever see your first premier league game with no one in the crowd. And you can, player, you can hear everything. You can hear you can hear all the players having conversations, all cursing each other. Should should we should we do stand up again just with no crowd? <laughs> just to be on stage. Or in my case, just do stand up again. <laughs> <laughs> you mean a butler show as they call it in the in the industry? Have, have you been like asked by any um like companies or anything to do like a we said or anything on a Zoom call? Yep. Have yeah. you did them? No, because we were very far apart in terms of price. <laughs> uh, I had a feeling. That I was, was like, I'm be... buzzing to do it. It'll be like performing again. They said, we can do it for this. And I said, like, fuck that. <laughs> it, it is still like, like, don't get me wrong. I wasn't charging what I would charge for like going to Belfast and doing a, mm-hmm. doing a stand-up show in front of a live audience. 
charge him more. <laughs> but it would oh, double. <laughs> I'm, I'm an electric bill here, fuck's sake. <laughs> but like, I think because it's uncharted territory, you still like would you know it's still a performance for like an hour or whatever. So yeah, um, yeah I think we were we were too far apart. I don't know. I would. I would do I would do like a trial run or something. If if somebody was like, look, it can be done, we can do it well, it's gonna be a bit different, but we can still do it somehow, I would enjoy that. Like whenever we did the we do the comedians WhatsApp quiz. Oh yeah. Yeah, or Zoom quiz on a Sunday night. And what's good about that is whenever we finish the quiz, some people will be like like we all joke, like I've got a new bit, and then you actually go, I'm working on this bit that has this. Even when you mention the bit, and it gets a couple of laughs on the screens, uh, yeah, my heart starts to go, and I'm like, fucking yes. So yeah, I I would enjoy probably workshopping material with some mates, you know, like mm. but I don't know about performing again. I could definitely see gigs happening again where the audiences are spread out and there's 30% capacity. But it's just whether that would get enough atmosphere going. I mean, if the audience wanted to do it and they knew what, they knew that it wasn't going to be the vibe that they're used to going to stand up where everyone's packed in like sardines, I would, I would definitely do it. Like, cause I just mm. want to get, I just want to get back to doing it, but doing it over like zoom, Probably not. I think like I did a wee thing for Ulster Rugby there, like a charity thing, and interviewed some players. Stuff like that feels better. It's not going to be stand up, but like stand up is it is all is. It's the crowd. It's 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 the it's the reaction between it's the interaction between you and the crowd. Even if you're not doing like crowd work, it's still mm. just that feeling of like oh fuck. Like I wouldn't be nervous doing like Zoom stand up. I wouldn't have that same. Adrenaline. Yeah. And did I, um did you see like WrestleMania with no crowd? No, I I saw something. I was reading, oh. reading up on football, and then they said they're doing some event on like the roof of a building or something. Yeah, they had the Undertaker wrestling uh, some guy on like some roof. It was like part of the match or whatever, but like it was just so it was dire. Like, I mean, in some cases, maybe you just shouldn't. Like, I'm sure WWE can survive this, so. Should you just go, look, we're taking a bit of a break or I don't, I don't know. Is it worth sometimes just a bit like stand-up? Like, yeah, you're saying mm-hmm. we could maybe do like a Zoom thing, but is it maybe just better to go, let's just hold out for the real thing? I don't know. Could you do, this is just an idea, could you do like a live Boytown podcast where like you and Dave do like a Zoom thing and you send like all the members, maybe it's a Patreon thing where you send all the members a link and then they all you tell them the time and then you mute everyone but you and Dave maybe or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, because do you know why that why that would that's a great idea. Why that probably would work is we don't as you know, we're just chatting. We don't edit the yeah. podcast as well. So there's no like stopping and starting or it wouldn't mm-hmm. be different. But yeah, that I think that'd be a great call. Doing like a like I've seen a guy, uh, a stand up I know who does like Angus a great idea too, although because I'm not like in the booze and it wouldn't it wouldn't be my thing but he does like a thing where you can like join him for drinks on a friday or saturday night and like yeah involved and um you know everyone sits with a drink and he's like he interviews people as they come on yeah something like that would would be good i think uh the key is to keep it as informal as possible because the minute you start like doing a whole routine it starts to become just awkward isn't it that that's really the key behind it but is is that not you not you don't think that's just it with podcasts though like not mm. like if I prepared if me and you sat before this and went we could you know I could ask you this and then you could say this yeah. funny thing I think people can just tell. Yeah, it is. It's the same sort of thing. You're basically yeah. You just got to keep it loose enough, like and uh, yeah. But it's uh, we're still all trying to figure all this stuff out, like. We've got um, we've got a load of listeners' questions, which we will uh, which we'll get through. But I just want to take a minute to point out that uh, normally when Papa Bear's not doing a podcast um, or I'm not doing a podcast, the other one makes a joke about the other one being away to get some sort of procedure. You know that that's a running thing that we've been doing for years. But, uh, yeah. but the reason that the big guy's not on the podcast this week is um, sadly the family dog passed away, uh, Mister Charlie. So um, we're dedicating this episode to our man, Charlie, who was mm-hmm. a great dog, 
big part of Papa Bear's family and the big guy's just taking a couple of days to um to be with the family. So I'm sure all the all the Boytown citizens will uh will keep them in their thoughts and um yeah big shout out to Dave, Catherine and Holly. So we're gonna um and that is the only time I will be genuine with Dave. Yeah, that that's the only it. Time I'll say something nice about him and I'll be honest, I started to get a wee bit sad when I was saying that because I was thinking about my big mate being sad and it made me sad. And 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 I didn't like it. Well look it was nice of you to do and it was a nice gesture and Dave will very much appreciate that and Dave knows that we all care very much for him and the Boytown audience make sure to reach out to him send him a little message and say hope you're feeling all right mate and that's that's that'll, that'll make him nice and happy I think it's it's a uh... what I'm getting a <laughs> I have a very very weird text which I'll tell you about after the after the pod um oh no <laughs> um my neighbor who you know is uh, <laughs> oh, this neighbor is hosing his grass right now. Does he not know we're doing a fucking podcast? Uh, that this guy, guy, I tell you, this guy, what a, what a nasty piece of work. Um, okay, so we've got uh, we've got loads of questions. We've got loads great of listeners. I'll be honest, I don't know if I do, I haven't checked, but I'm gonna assume oh, okay. that we that we do. Um, ah, okay, so we will kick off with. Daniel Houston, who says, uh, Daniel, by the way, made, uh, for the last couple of weeks, has made some uh, some pretty nice artwork for the Ready Ulster show. So we, thank you very much for that, Daniel. He says, mm. would you rather be able to talk to animals that fly or animals that live underwater? So I guess if if we could communicate with animals, would, would we like to talk to like fish and stuff or like birds? I'd go fishing stuff because we know much less about their world under there, and we well, can't I, I exactly. No, I know a lot. Of, I know a lot. What? I know a lot about no, just like maritime things and uh, <laughs> fish life. I would know pretty much everything. If you want to Why do you... anything, I would know. Just I would just have a lot of knowledge about that subject. But why do you know so much about? Um. Stuff? Well, I am descended, I'll be honest, I'm descended from um, Poseidon and I uh, just know a lot about um, fish. Is he the general manager of Port of Ferry Aquarium? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that place was a bit of a stroke, you know what I mean? <laughs> they, <laughs> They didn't have too much stuff. <laughs> I remember, I remember going once, and it was just a goldfish, and they kept like they kept taking them out and putting them in the different, like running on ahead of me and putting them in different tanks. I was like, yeah, it's the same guy <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, no, I just, I just fucking would know a lot about uh, maritime life, like cod right. and um, manatees, oh. <laughs> fish. Uh, okay, and and do you know more about like the the underworld than the the the, the flying creatures? Well, I know a lot about um, fish, like uh, fucking haddock. Um, no, you've like, said yeah, you just. I feel like you just keep saying brands of fish. You don't actually know. You know well, that's not a brand. We wouldn't call those brands of fish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I man, my business man's always going. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking marketing here. <laughs> I'm working with a campaign with a new brand. What are they? <laughs> Sardines. What? Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I would know a lot about birds. I, I see. I think I'd be a very knowledgeable guy. So if you were to mm-hmm. ask me anything about birds, about like falcons, pigeons, uh, again, it just feels like you just like to name no. a lot of different breeds of um, or brands of bird starlings. You know, I would know mm. a lot. Mm. Just saying, I would know a lot. Um, so there's nothing really I wouldn't know. There's nothing I would want to ask them because I would know most about. Because you know the answer before. Yeah, yeah. Um, pterodactyl. I would know mm. a lot. What? What uh, would you just then have a conversation with them, just casual? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, right, right, right. I could chat to any sort of. What other birds would you have? Typically, owl. There's your You could chat to an owl. Oh yes, I would. Yeah, so it would just be informal, you know, informal chat. You know, I'd mm-hmm. say like, uh, you know, how how you getting on, and and you know, that and the oil would say, 
uh, twit twoo, and I would go, oh, thank you, you know, so it would be very, very formal, very banter. Um, <laughs> I'd probably like to chat to fish because, like, um, birds live on land, technically, too. You know, they're in the air quite a lot of the time, some up to um, 20, 23 hours a day, actually. Um, especially the long, the long beaked, um, the long beaked, yeah, yeah, the long, mm-hmm. long, long beaked ones, um, right, yeah, like, um, what was well, name some long beaked birds for me? Uh, uh Rory Redbreast, yep. <laughs> Rory Redbreast, yeah. is that not like a kid's book character? It sounds like it, um, so. I'd be more probably. I'd be more keen to chat to fish. You know, I'd have a lot of questions like jellyfish. Like, what are mm. you guys doing? You know, yeah, just hurting kids on on the beach. Um, and and why why do you like like getting pissed on? Don't they like getting pissed on, don't they? They yeah, they have a real weird fetish for it. I'm not too you you know more than I do, obviously. So I yeah. I don't know. Well, you've def- a lot of different kinds of jellyfish. Different. Sorts. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, name five of them. Well, you would have the Portuguese Man of War. Uh, okay. You would have... Um, Four more. The <laughs> French Man of War. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. French, Dutch, yeah, all, right, all over them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Only if you <laughs> Dutch. Uh, Anglais from the Congo. Dutch. Um, Okay, okay. Uh, German and... Uh, German. And, and I, so, you're just naming nationalities, but yeah, I'll, I'll accept nah, it. No, nah, I'm not. Um, <laughs> so we've got more. Oliver Guy says, Been a while since the sexy rainbow boy, Takeshi69, has been strutting the streets of Boytown as he's been locked up for being naughty. <laughs> I mean, understatement. Organized crime violence. <laughs> that's, so, that's so boy down. Oh, you naughty boy. What are you doing, you naughty boy? Murdering. Just flat out. Um, as, he's, as, he's, as he's out of his time out, will he be accepted back out? Will he be accepted back or is there no snitches or bitches allowed? I mean, there's definitely bitches allowed in boy town. For sh- I mean, you've got to be a little bit of a bitch to, to even be in the boy town community. All of a great question. Um, so Takeshi Six Nine is is out of jail. He must have been allowed to leave because of like coronavirus, and he he cut like he cut a deal. Um, cut a deal. <laughs> cut a deal. Yeah, that's what we would guys like me would sort of say. You know, you know, I spend the mm. time. But um, yes, yeah, oh right. But I don't know. I mean, there's something if if I was some of those gang guys and Takeshi Six Nine had like ratted on a whole operation, and then he just comes back with a rainbow hair. And he's like, hey, there's something I would really appreciate about that. And I go, you have to take your hat off to the boy. You know, there's something where you go, that takes balls to to just strut back in and be like, what's happening? I don't know how he speaks, but um, yeah, you would, de- you, do you know, here's the thing. You would definitely, you, you look like sort of guy in a film who, who would definitely cut a deal for sure. But then you would get like, see the microphone you have in your chest? But you'd, mm. you'd go back wearing that, like you'd forget. <laughs> you definitely, you definitely would. On the outside as well, thinking they can't see it. Any crime? <laughs> we'd give the police like just juicy gossip, and they're like, "No, that's personal. We we want to know about their operations." And you're like, "His operations? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too much jelly uses in his hair. Yeah. He's allergic to cotton. Mm? <laughs> Makes him break out in a rush, so he has to wear nylon boxers, if you know what I mean. He's allergic to cotton and toothpaste, apparently. Mm. <laughs> also, do you know who else tried to get out of prison because of coronavirus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> no. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. No, I thought you were going to say Michael Stone, similar guys. Um, no, no. R. Kelly tried to be like, look, you got to let me out. And they're like, well, why? Goes, coronavirus <laughs> and they're like but it is like i know <laughs> i love that i love that you start that that's your first words in probation board look i'm gonna be honest with you here, guys <laughs> look i've been thinking guys this <laughs> if i were to fucking head on here <laughs> look it's uh whoo, getting late so <laughs> best we uh unlock this old jail am i right <laughs> Look, I know you guys are all probably confused about this. Your mind's telling you no. 
<laughs> but listen to your body and let me out. <laughs> Look, guys, I believe you can let me out of here. <laughs> Nathan Burke says, when will the new merch be available? Do you remember the old YouTube series from Belfast called Naughty Shore? Why is it not on YouTube anymore? No, Nathan didn't even mm. know the pod. So first things oh. first, new merch will be available probably not for a wee while because Nathan, <laughs> hey, COVID. So yeah. holding things up a wee bit, but um, we have spoken to our man Roscoe at Material Goods and he's going to, we're going to get the ball rolling on that basically whenever uh, whenever this is all done and we can invest in a wee bit of uh, a wee bit of merch. That's what uh, whenever you send them to the Patreon, that's one of the things that goes towards supporting getting uh, getting merch going. So whenever we get it sorted, we'll let you know as soon as possible. So do you remember the old YouTube series from Belfast called Nobody Shore? I feel like you would be better at talking about that than me. So yeah, hi. I'll take the baton from you there. Uh, the Yeah, at Naughty Shore. So it was on Mark McElroy's YouTube channel and he took it down. So I you would have to ask him why he took it down. I have no idea. Um, and it was a show based on Geordie Shore, but based in Northern Ireland. And the whole thing about it was they set up a Facebook page like two weeks before they put out the video. And it was called like Naughty Shore Facebook page and people like flipped out because they were like, oh my God, this is real. This has got a production. Like people thought, this is a crazy story. I don't know if I ever told you this. We were, so, so we. Sorry, just to provide a wee bit of background. Oh yeah. Who didn't know, doesn't know your role in this. You hmm. were part of the group that was, that did this. Yeah, so our group was called FNT Live. It was like a sketch comedy group and we did live shows and we Dave would do video productions. Dave was in it too. I met Dave. Um, the, so we put this Naughty Shore Facebook page on and we were like posting wee cryptic updates that just sort of freaked people out a bit and people were just, you know, being like, what is going on here? And uh, we put up one update being like, oh, we're going to be filming uh, some episodes in the Kremlin later. And we went then to the Kremlin National or the, what's it called? Union Street Bar to like do some like meeting or whatever, or like write some script or whatever for it. And there was a girl who had showed up full head to toe, like made up, like best dress on. And she was saying to like people across the bar, she was like, do you know if they're filming Naughty Shore here? Do you know if they're filming Naughty Shore? Like she was there to be on camera and we were watching from a distance just being like, this is taking on too much life of its own. That you've never told me that before. I mean, I thought you were gonna say loads of people came down, which I can because people are like that. Well, I'm gonna be in this. Like, yeah, you were doing a parody of Geordie Shore, and I remember like I was friends with all, all you at the time. I mean, I still, um, I mean, that's a bit sly of me to be like I was friends with, with you at the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I used to like open for use at at your live shows. You used to do these yep. live shows, and you all put out sketches. And then was this about ten years ago? Less eight, eight or nine, eight or nine years ago, and user putting out sketches online. Naughty Shore, I remember the first episode going up and just below. This was a time where, like, there was no Instagram or anything mm. like that, like, it was just YouTube and then a wee bit of Facebook, but no one put videos on Facebook. Mm. You put up like a link to a video, but no one put videos directly on Facebook. And because uh, Facebook now is just all videos, obviously, whereas back in the day it wasn't. and I remember that first episode just blew up and I think I was asked to be in maybe episode two or three mm. and I couldn't do it and someone else did it. But I remember thinking, I was like, this is going to just go and go. And then was it that you were doing episodes like, and like you weren't banking episodes. So you would like do an episode, yeah. put it out. And then it was like, right, let's write a new episode and get it together. Maybe that I, I got that wrong, but I felt like that's what you were doing it. No, that was probably the biggest learning curve uh, I got from it anyway, is that we filmed one episode, put it out, and we're like, oh, this is class. And it's like, immediately you're like, oh, shit, we need to follow up now, and we need to do it quick, or else we're going to lose momentum. So the problem was there were so many of us involved in it that trying to get everyone's schedules to align on a week's notice was like, ah, this just yeah. isn't happening. And then we had to rewrite loads of stuff because of that, and then other stuff got cut, and ah, la, 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 la. And then next thing you know, numbers dwindle, and then the whole thing just eventually isn't but really... The will, if they think something's, if people think something's real and then they're like out of curiosity, you know, oh, yeah, you're gonna get people who be like, Oh, I thought this was real, but then obviously, yeah, there are people who are like, I'm, I'm still with it, you know, and like obviously some people kept, kept watching, but but yeah. um, 
it's not it's not online is it what is it a case of like it's not online anymore but like someone's put it online or is it just not like you can't see it i genuinely i would have a quick search for you but i wouldn't want to waste time but i, I genuinely think it's there's no copies of it online i could be wrong but i don't I, I like mark has all the video files and stuff so i don't even have any sort of access was it that um i mean was there wasn't anything was there anything in it do you be like, oh fuck, like probably best to take that out? Uh I mean for me, no, but then I'm different because I'm self-employed and fucking like yeah. what like it's not a big deal to me. But then I know there's probably other people who are in it. They're like, ah oh, fuck, I have a career now and a job. And like if people see that, they'll probably think I'm ahead of the case, you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I get why it would be a sensible thing to take it down, but it, it's whatever it, to me. Like didn't you get final point on this? Didn't you get like brought up to a nightclub in like Limavati or something? <laughs> yes. Like all I can say. I remember at the time going, that is the most rock star thing. Like a nightclub in Limavati is giving you free Smirnoffs. I remember being like, they've they've made it. That's done. That's like DJ Khaled stuff. Mate, you wouldn't believe this. So I think it was called Sweet Nightclub in Limavati. I think that's the name. I think it's closed down now as well, from what people tell me. Not sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not sweet nightclub anymore. Uh, the so we rock up to this place, and I didn't really know much about it apart from because I think it might have been Diona who organized it, or someone organized it, and we're like, look, right. we're gonna go up here. They're they're gonna give us a hundred and fifty quid each, and there was like six of us or whatever. They're gonna give us a hundred and fifty quid each. Like they've got a table for us with unlimited booze. Like, and I mean, like, obviously I don't drink, but we get to the club, it's full. I mean, this place is packed. And as soon as we step in there, it's like, give me a, it's like just full of all these country people we who are just like, uh, we did film like some stuff that we were going to use in an episode, but I don't think we ever used it. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, these, all these people, photos, photos, all these mad, mad people completely off their faces. And then we had like this booth and there, the, the amount, I've never seen so much free booze in all my life. Like in a, any sort of party or event I've been at, I mean, just bottles of vodka and red, blah, blah, blah. And I don't drink. So I was just watching it going, have fun guys. The other, it was just crazy. Mad. Yeah, so it's it's only in like a wee place like Limavati or somewhere that could happen. Like I know, I know. Yeah, I just <laughs> remember that being so nuts at the time, and still is. Like, yeah, but I remember the box nightclub as well. Like they hooked us up. You were with us I whenever went. they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were there, and they were like, "I'll have a few like free shots or whatever like that," and all the and they give us like a wee booth and things, and yeah, it was grand. But what was funny was like boys like you and me. Yeah, boys like you and me and stuff were fine and it's still because we were sort of youngish, you know what I mean? Yeah, like Mark McElroy and it just sort of looking around being like, oh, is this what they do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a real mix. FMT was a real mix. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. It was like, I saw loads of your shows. They were always like fun nights because we were all like, you know, having a drink after and all that. Kind uh, of thing. And uh, way, the after parties like, were good. I wouldn't say I felt part of it, but it was like, because I, you know, hung about with you and mm. basically did, did, went to Edinburgh together and stuff for the Friends Festival. It was fun. So, yeah. uh, Jack, yep. Jack says, were people always such arseholes? Um, I think, see what you think of this. I think this whole lockdown thing brings out the best and worst in people. But yes. I'd say the best definitely outweighs the worst. So, what I notice in my small bubble of a world is anyone you pass in the street when you're out for a walk says hello. Sometimes you stop and small talk, a chat from across the road. I think people in shops by and large are considerate and mm-hmm. yeah, of course you're going to get fucking lunatics who just barge in all like touching your face. All right, mate. But, um, <laughs> but just in, just in general, I think everyone's been good. And this whole, you know, getting behind the NHS thing and people applauding on their doorsteps. I think at first when I heard the idea of that, I was like, oh, I don't know if I would like go to the door and do that. And there's there's definitely something now of like, do you know what? It's, it's, it's a small little gesture. And maybe like, maybe no one hears, hears it or sees it. And your clap doesn't really make a difference. But it's just nice that everyone's together and everybody's like paying the respect to 
to healthcare workers. Like I have healthcare workers in the family, friends, all that kind of thing. And um, I think the way people have been, the way people have registered that these people are so selfless, that that in a way is class. Because there was a lot of like fucking, not hate for the NHS, but contempt and people just were indifferent to it and that kind of thing. Nurses and doctors wouldn't have, been seen as like a noble thing and now that's that's changed so i'd say it brings out the best in people and yes of course there is fucking loopers about and there's people who are you know when you see like fights in shops you know like oh no but i'd say overall people are good yeah, the uh, the I think I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's easy to focus on all the negative if you wanted to and be like, oh, this is blah, this is awful, and blah, blah. But I think there is a lot of positive to come out of it as well. Um, it's it's I live in West Belfast and it feels like every day there's a new video of someone fighting on the street and every fight now, <laughs> why does every fight look like this? Oh, I <laughs> every why are they recording it as they fight? <laughs> I think Christopher Nolan's directing one next week. <laughs> I swear to God, so I was like, "What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?" UFC should do their next fight just in Springfield Road Spar. <laughs> yeah. All the fighters have phones taped to their gloves. Yeah. It's just why? Why do they do it on the phone? It's so mental. The uh, the but yeah, it's sad to see that. But apart from that, yeah, it's it's good to see some things. Sam Cardosi says, uh, we've already sort of addressed this, he says, hi boys, how to change dark chocolate balls taste and can there be a live boy town cooking demonstration? Very sexy. I mean, they tasted good. Uh, we talked about that this at the start of the pod and uh, look, there can be some cooking thing down the line. I think that would be fun. Doing more wee different things. Liam Carlin says, um, what's your favorite ice cream flavor and a follow-up? If anything, what topping do you like on a bowl of ice cream? I've never... I don't eat ice cream anymore because of the whole dairy thing. But uh, whenever I did I'd eat ice cream, it was never really a bowl of ice cream. I was definitely a cone guy. I think you're you're a tub man. I think you definitely prefer a wee tub over a cone. And and I think you like to accessorize a lot with your ice cream. Like I could see you sprinkles, marshmallows, sauce, ketchup. Mm. Uh, you mm, know well. Well. Yeah. Um, Here, I'll tell. <laughs> What? I'll, I'll t- whoa hey <laughs> i have none of that i tell you a, st- a funny story we went to china china one time to the buffet place yes. and we me and my family brought uh like these american friends of ours and they obviously you know don't really know how the customs work with china china and we were like oh there's like that station and blah 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 and the american guy got like white rice with chicken and then he poured a bunch of sauce on it and he was like he was eating it and he was like didn't say anything but he had a weird look at his face and then I watched him go back to the station. He was using the strawberry dessert sauce on his rice because he thought it was sweet and sour. And hey, he was eating. Not doing a lot to dispel stereotypes, is he? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had a great laugh at his expense when I found out. I made sure to point at him. I made sure everyone in the restaurant stopped at the word. Tartar sauce and his cheesecake. <laughs> the, uh, the, but in terms of ice cream, I like honeycomb. And I would take a little drizzle of chocolate sauce on that mm. with maybe some rainbow sprinkles. I don't know. Mm. I love honeycomb. I love honeycomb. Um, I wouldn't want any sauce on it, but I do like, get ready for this. What about a wee fudge flake with it? Oh, baby, yeah. Or like a wee, just a, like a wee square brownie bit. Just a wee one. Just mm. in the wee, oh. Do you know what I would like? Froyo, because there's some froyo I can have. Oh, I love froyo. We, we we need to get a little through you did after this when it's all said and done let's do that mm-hmm. brian says um come always die fuck boys can we hear mm-hmm. the story of your first kiss don't be telling me it was on holiday um <laughs> yeah because yeah, yeah, everyone did say that back in the day oh just on holiday there i i, I was kissing this girl <laughs> you're four you know what do you do and you've never been Mine was P6, Strandtown Primary School. Uh, I was in fifth year. <laughs> 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 I, I was in P6 and it was a girl called Rachel in my class. Um, we'd been like going out for about a week and uh, of course never spoken to each other since we were boyfriend and girlfriend. You know, we have conversation 
through friends. And um, a girl in my class said one day during lunch in the playground, um, Rach, you know, are you going to kiss her? Like she's wanting to know. And I was like, oh, okay. So I had to go at the end of the bell. As soon as the bell rang, I went over and she was like waiting. And there was a few girls from my class there. And I kissed her on the cheek and like giggled and ran back to my classroom. <laughs> I thought I was the man. Like I, I was going back like like the quarterback. You know, I was like high-fiving janitors and stuff in the hallways. I was like, yeah, the big man on campus. And uh, a couple of days later, one of the girls in class was like, by the way, do you know, like, she just kissed you for a bet for 50p? <laughs> a bet for 50p? It was a sham. I was duped. Oh, um, man, that's heartbreaking. You know, uh, it was prostitution in a, in, in a way. Um, it was, yeah. So I was really upset for that and with that. And um, I cried into my Spice Girls pillow for quite some time. But that was my first, like, she wants to kiss you kind of thing. Yours? Look, man. Uh, oh, mine was real late in life. Like, I was 18. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the, the big guy was a late bloomer. Like, um, it's, it's not that great a story. All it was was a girl on the dance floor at the limelight when I was like my first. It was that, if, if you remember, whenever you left uh, your sick fear, your upper sick fear, and you were going on to uni, and during that summer was like a party summer where you'd be like, oh, this is class. You know, we're all just having fun before uni, but sure. Ah, well, sure, mate. It's all, all good. You're flipping. Look at you now. Um, the, so did that. Just random girl on the dance floor, uh, kissed her. And that, that was it. I never, never, I, was she real? I don't even know. Did I don't even know. after it? Uh, there was a bit of a buzz going. Yeah, there was a bit of a, you know, I was. And by buzz, I, you mean root. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Butler, can you hide your buzz? You're on a bus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you just impaled me in the neck with your. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, there was a uh, yeah, there was certainly a bit of adrenaline pumping for sure, uh, and. The <laughs> And then, yeah, that was it. That was the end of the night. Went home and uh, cried in my pillow. <laughs> yeah. Mark Kerr <laughs> says, good morning, boys. Let's set the scene. Lockdown's over and society is o- society's been restored to normal. But it appears the one issue's not been resolved. Boot Walsh's stag do hasn't been arranged. As you boys have been getting to know Boot Walsh's stag lads, Marple and Blobby from Sandy Row. So this is really Ulster chat. You uh-huh. both have been tasked on organising Boot Walsh's stag do. My question today is, where are the lads going to take Boot Walsh and what will the activities uh, be? Mark, here's what I'm going to do. Don't see this as disrespectful. See this as giving you the ultimate respect because Radio Ulster is, um, you know, me and Papa Bear. It wouldn't be right for me to answer a question on Boot Walsh's stag. I think that's a great question but it's one we'll cover next week whenever Papa Bear's back on the pod. So hopefully you can appreciate that. Matthew Mernon says, have you purchased anything online you've regretted during these restrictions? Um, for me, it's mainly things that I can't purchase. You know, I'm trying to get things, but I'm, I'm, I'm not able to. Um, like I, I wish like B&Q opened their whole website and I could just get stuff for like round the house and in the garden but they're only doing like essentials and they don't deliver. Um, so I haven't really been ordering anything. We've been getting stuff for the baby, um, which always makes me go, because I want stuff. But um, <laughs> And then I, you cry because you realize you're having a baby. I cry into my Spice Girls pillow. Um, <laughs> so I haven't really been ordering much. I could see you definitely, like you, I think you've definitely been ordering some stuff. Um, and I think it's the sort of stuff that doesn't show up. It shows up in your credit card bill as... Yeah, I I haven't ordered anything I've regretted. I've ordered some maybe out there purchases that I wouldn't have ordered having this all happen. For example, I ordered a six pack of hairbands. So I'm a hairband guy now. I'm getting a hairband. Did you get the ones like the the David Beckham used to wear? The ones like the, yep, I got those ones, man. Oh, it's a good purchase. Trust me. I mean... How cool will that be whenever we're just heading to gigs together? Just whenever we're going for frill, you with our, our bands. 
Think people might start t- start rumors. Airbomb <laughs> 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 for you, boys. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I so I have this theory. You know the way that you and me are are trying new looks and uh-huh. know, we're growing the hair. You've got the beard going. I mean, I'm yep. still the, I'm still the clean cut, lovely boy. But um, <laughs> no questions on Twitter. Sweet. Thanks for the support, guys. But um, I think that we think in lockdown that these looks are great. Like I'm, oh I'm yeah, my hair long, grow it out. Um, uh-huh. you're growing the hair, the beard. I think we think this is class. The day lockdown ends and they go, oh, barbers are opens. <laughs> you guys with the tightest haircuts in Northern Ireland. Beard, oh, your beard God. totally off, and you're like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, like at the minute I'm walking about the house making sure that I'm only being addressed as the Viking because I've taken on the Viking persona now, you know what I mean? Um, but you as soon as... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Stop it. The, uh, but as so, like, I, here's, what I, here's what I'm going to be raging at. I know fine rightly as soon as the lockdown ends, it's going to be a nightmare to get an appointment with my barber. So I'm going to have to go like an extra week or two of, <laughs> of being this weird guy i mean i'm all right this weird guy but i'm gonna have to be a week or two just being this sort of viking un unscathed homeless looking chap and that's just gonna be the way it is yeah i think the hair i'm okay but i think if i try like anytime i try and grow a beard i get a uh, in and then i shave it and go oh my god that looks so much better like why did i not do that a couple of days ago like i'm just not meant to have a beard i'm meant to be this clean cut uh, mm. like gorgeous guy I think I, I'm not supposed to have a you know there's nothing like rugged about me like I'm like a smooth kind of <laughs> you know cute cute man kind of thing that's what well, I've if you're talking about rugged guys you're looking at them mm, mm. <laughs> you, look, you look like you'd be in uh, die hard on <laughs> I bet a guy like just trying to get his dick pills <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> Where would one get some of these? <laughs> don't say Lisburn Road. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I look, uh, you <laughs> your dad, <laughs> Dennis, <laughs> Danny, uh, Dennis three, the chemist. <laughs> three for a pound and five for fifty p. Um. <laughs> <laughs> They're just midget gems. You ever hear fellows who always throw out deals like that and they don't make sense as they go on? Right, yeah. now, we're, doing, uh, we're, we're doing two for one six for five and nine for ten what <laughs> also our local butchers always go they'll like round up the price of stuff and do you a bit of a favor do you a bit of a deal and you go in you order a couple of stuff and you go that's 4 30 is that all right for you well, I've never gone no ah yeah you're, you're not going to get to that point and go yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you want to pay that no i want to pay 6p how's that <laughs> No, I want yeah, you to give me money. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's quiz master on the Sunday quiz? Uh, Darren Matthews is this week's you know quiz master. I want a steward's inquiry because you use some sort of weird app for your quiz, which is very you, but it was fun. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't like that it was multiple choice because it gave a lot of people a chance to get points, and I've been running away with the quizzes recently. Um, I'll say this. You know I'm a quiz rule player. Yep. Okay, and I'm I'm passionate about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm passionate to the point where if somebody was like, if you found out someone had been like, you know, telling fibs and that had Alexa on the go on the side or something, and they were like, oh, you got me and all, I'd be like, ah, get out of you know, you're not doing the quiz ever again. Correct. Here's what I'll say: I don't want to slander mm-hmm. anybody. All right, Ned no. slanders. I don't want to slander anyone, but. Whenever we finished the app, it showed you how long everyone took on average to get back to your questions. Correct, yes. The guy who won? Uh-huh. I think there was a difference of about five seconds. Between you and him? Yeah. <laughs> and what does that tell you? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing. Yeah. Everything. Uh- Nothing on it. I hate the same time. The, uh, the I enjoyed hosting the quiz. It was good fun. And uh, yeah, I, I thought, I think, I think what I've done is I've set out a bar now. And I think boys are really going to have to start up in their quiz game. Okay? They won't. They, they won't. won't. No, they won't. They, they absolutely won't. No, I took, here's the thing. I took it too seriously. 
I invested my whole week in that. It cost me a lot of money. Uh, it probably has ruined my life a little bit. Developed but was that war- software? <laughs> yeah. I invested in it, had to put all my money down, and worth it. Worth it. Worth it. Um, guys, all I'm going to do is plug the Boytown podcast. Uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, you can do it on Apple Podcast. The video version is on our YouTube channel, Boytown Podcast. Patreon.com slash Boytown Podcast. Dave has his Sly Guy podcast, which um, comes out every Monday. No. I, I don't know. Oh, it comes out, <laughs> I, I, I think it comes out every Monday, but it's great. And um, you can go and, and subscribe and listen to that. I do the Tea With Me podcast on Wednesday and Fridays. And um, yeah, the boys are hopefully just entertaining you during this time. There's plenty of stuff out there. Plenty of people doing podcasts. So just enjoy them. And um and this guy right here puts out some phenomenal content. No one puts more into their Instagram stories. Oh. If you like short shorts, if you like spandex, and a guy <laughs> you can clearly see has got a buzz on when he's got the spandex, it's this guy right here, Aaron Butler, and all the social medias. He's on them all. Yeah, TikTok and everything. Me too. Oh. I mean, should we be doing just TikTok stuff or I don't know? I'm going to put some stand-up stuff on TikTok this week. See what happens. Uh, I did a dance all today. I'm very ashamed of myself. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it's I going. Isn't it? We're just, I mean, if I just have to become a full-time dancer, I'm prepared to do that. Uh, look, I've, if there's one guy that can do it, it's, it's you. The bird expert dancer. That's what they're calling <laughs> the, the bird expert cook dancer. Answer extraordinary, Shane Todd, for sure. Well, listen, thanks for having me on, man. It's been no a pleasure. Worries. Cheers for doing it. We'll be back next Thursday with the podcast. Um, and big shout out to Papa Bear. Um, I know he'll uh, he'll feel the love from the listeners. So cheers. But man, appreciate you. Love you. See you later. Love you guys. No, no. I, I, sorry, I was directly saying it to you. You just you said love you guys. So I don't know who. You, Sorry, sorry. If you're saying it to everyone, don't say it to me because it doesn't make it feel special. I love you, Shane, more than I love the other guests. There you go. That was too much. All right.